All right. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Uh, we are the Gambit Podcast. I am Solo Base 15. I'm here with my good friend, Zareth, and we have another week of 5v5 to talk about. How are you doing, Zareth? I'm, I'm good enough, Solo. I'm, uh, gosh, it's been, it's been a whirlwind these last couple of days, uh, especially last night. I found out right before my stream that I made partner on Twitch, and it was... It was just an incredibly crazy night for me because of that. That is obviously incredibly, incredibly exciting. Um, so congratulations are due, and it is well, well deserved. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Um, you know, and we, I try not to talk about my own personal channel too much on this, on this, but it's uh, it's been a thing that I've been kind of building for a really long time, like my. I can't believe how many people have rallied to support the the push to get there. And in some ways I can't believe I got there because I was kind of just a dick to them my last time. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I'm even trying this. Like you guys, I, I don't know if it's worth the the frustration of rejection. Like, the, you know, just, just continue, continually applying and you guys just don't want me. I'm probably just going to go to YouTube and they're like, I will make him partner. <laughs> it's like, Hey, you guys uh, suck. Oh, you like me. Really like me. <laughs> yeah. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know it's, it's like Morgan Freeman in Shawshank Redemption <laughs> applying for parole. You know, he's like, <laughs> he, he, he's all nice and Hey, I, I please give me parole, et cetera. And they, they always reject him, the parole board. And then at the end, he just yells at them. You're not going to give me parole anyway. Why, why should I even care? <laughs> And then the next scene, he's, he's like, oh, I get it. All right, I got it. <laughs> oh, I felt. So I know I've used that analogy a few times on my streams, but some there's the chance exists that people haven't heard it. So I thought I'd <laughs> thought I'd repeat it once more. But this isn't about me. This isn't about it isn't about my stuff. So um let's let's talk about how we're in division one now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that we are because conquest ended, got our razor crest shards, and boom, there goes sixty two k in GP immediately uh, upon the instantly. Upcoming. Yep. <laughs> uh, which I mean, we both wanted to be in D one anyway. I honestly, I didn't think I was gonna make it because I was like two hundred k away two weeks ago. Um, but I guess 62K in one ship and then a couple bad batch, <laughs> they add up. Yeah, dude. I mean, I was I was going to make it regardless. I was pretty sure I was only like 30K away or something from getting into Division One. And for those of you listening, just to be real clear, we're, we're not talking about getting into current Division One. We're talking about getting into future Division One. Right. The cutoff, of, the cutoff of which is like 7.8, something like that million. And so we, both of us, we're going to potentially be in division two. We were just short, but, but I, I, I was going to get into division one, unless I actively tried not to, which I, I wanted to be in division one. It's, it's more exciting, more, more difficult, more challenging, whatever, but it's, it's going to be interesting now. Solo. It, it, it absolutely will be. And the question is, will it be more difficult? Because I think a lot of people in that first season are going to, or a lot of people on the edge are going to hold back. Um, 
I mean, we see it every time. Probably the most common question that we have in our Discord server is, hey, guys, I'm really close. Should I wait to apply all this gear until after GAC locks? Um, so I think, I think for the first season, we're going to see a lot of people that hold back on their rosters. Then after the first season, I think, you know, it just becomes normal. Um, right. They'll hold back because of guys like me who are just going to put a ton of stuff on defense anyways, and just, <laughs> and just see what I can, how frustrated I can do. How many people can I break right. on defense? <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. But I, and then I think season two, I mean, you can only hold back for so long. That's that's why I'm not even contemplating holding back because you, you can honestly only hold back for so long, and then you have to you have to build your roster. Our game is a roster building game. Why hold yourself back? Um, you know. Um, but the funny part is, you can't hold yourself back by taking off all the mods like has been done in the past because. That is, um, you know, you need 110 characters if you're in Division One or Division Two. Like you can't hold back mods. Uh, I know. I'm. That, I think that that's the part that's going to be interesting. I, I wonder how well, how big my mod numbers are going to jump up because all of my characters have okay mods, but I could I could have my worst characters have significantly better mods. I I have. I have an entire row right now of plus 17s that have just haven't been applied yet. Yeah, I I have a whole bunch of mods. Like I when I look at my mod inventory to see what my score is, I look on um, hot utils because they tell you your bench as well. I don't Oh nice. I don't look at um what the hot bot uh pushes <laughs> made, out. Made by the same person. <laughs> it is it is they're i mean they're connected but yep. hot pot shows you what's attached to characters because when you're looking up a matchup that's what you want to know hot utils just tells you what you have um which is what you want to know so it's you know but i think a lot of people are in the same boat of they have a lot of mods just sitting on the bench and at this point they need they need to get applied like you you know um you need what 550 non-arrow mods for division one just for the minimum amount of characters used uh that's that's no small amount of mods like <laughs> oh yeah it's no joke solo i think i think though yeah it, it's gonna be it's just gonna be a really interesting situation when we I, going to be an interesting situation when we see how just how much we actually need to be able to mod these teams and honestly it's it's been a thing anyways the reason i have so many mods just hanging out is because i want to have good mods available i don't want to have to just rip them off of care other characters right. i want to have good mods available to instantly make a, a new character relevant if i need to or if we have like a legendary or something i can actually give them decent mods they won't have the best modding possible but at least they're going to be usable instantly right so it's a uh, I, I think it's going to be great the and we're it's going to be winning in the margins again I, I do also think though 3v3 first is going to be better if if we actually do get the update by the start of the next season which it seems like we should but if we don't 3v3 seems great because for us, even going into Division One, 
for us, we're, we're going to instantly, uh, we're only going to have to have 24 extra characters developed instead of 40 right. that like we'll have to have for 5v5. Right. Um, and that's, it'll be an, a good transition. It'll also give me time to get bad batch up so I have an extra team, which we'll talk about a little later in this first segment. Um, but I can always use more time to gear up more characters, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. We're going to start using gear 12 characters again for a while. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, Some. we, we will. Um, you know, there may not be much for you or I, but a, a lot of people might all. I'm going to have so much G12 on the board. So I'm in Division 2, but uh, the low end of Division 2, which means I still have a ton of G12 characters. I have, what, I have 83 G13s. I looked it up right before the podcast, and we need 110 characters on the board. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a, a, by definition, that's going to be a lot of characters that aren't G13 yet. Wow. Yeah, that's... It's actually going to be crazy. My, I know my alt, my alt might end up making it to the next level of division where I have to have an extra team, and that's also going to be really interesting because right now I, I can pretty comfortably have a strong defense and have a really strong offense. But uh, for five v five, man, it's it already is dicey. I'm using gear eleven a lot on that account, anyways. So yeah. it'll it'll continue to be dicey, but that's that's part of the fun. It, it, it is. And real quick, Van Seal, thank you for the raid. Always appreciated, sir. Hopefully, hopefully you found amazing uses for Razor Crest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. I think all, all I know from what I've seen, so just for posterity's sake, today is the day that everyone who's been doing all of the conquest attacks and everything. Today is the day that everyone was able to unlock, but not six or seven star Razor Crest. Yeah, right. Um, well, you know, what I've noticed already in at least one of my fleet arenas is the Razor Crest has appeared in the negotiator lineup just so people can attack, uh, can attack Jedi Knight Anakin. <laughs> so <laughs> there's that. Um, Nice. And all we're doing is making the the negotiator stronger. Which actually, to be honest with you, when we get into uh, our attacks, that's it's going to make negotiator a little weaker on defense because if you can use a five star uh, razor crest to just come in and nuke Jedi Knight Anakin, I mean. I, that that might be something to think about when we're placing defenses, even if it's only five star and not ready to be in its own fleet. Yeah, absolutely. I, all I've seen so far, though, I haven't paid much attention to the testing. I think a lot of people are drawing these conclusions. It, it, it just cracks me up. I, I saw a couple different streamers today just commenting on the power levels of the Razor Crest. <laughs> and they're saying things like, man, they just don't do, they just don't do very, very much damage, for instance. I, I, I mean, or uh, one of them was like, calling it now. 
Razorcrest is vol- is the way you kill Razorcrest is going to be with AOEs. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, you're right. A, a five-star Razorcrest will absolutely be vulnerable to Relic 7 AOEs. <laughs> yes. yes. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, you know, we talk about this every time a big new thing comes out on the stream. And I, I don't like to say the talking heads because... We're technically the talking we've, heads. We've um, become the talking heads. Yep. <laughs> we we've become what we hated. Um, but people want to get an opinion out on day one, and it's like, guys, simmer down. The first week it sucks. The second week it's amazing and unbeatable. The third week we figure it out, and it's probably going to be really good. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and so I don't don't jump to any conclusions based on first day of testing i mean we're what eight hours into testing at this point and i did a lot of testing and it sucked um but that's because i don't know what i'm doing and my bounty hunters are not geared up which is the other problem on the first day a lot of people will do the testing and unless you're van seal you don't have r8 bounty hunters to go with the ships and so uh who knows? Like my my gear eleven Cad Bane isn't doing a lot of damage with Xanadu blood, but that's because he's gear eleven. Right. Well, that's that's what's cracking me up, man. I I keep seeing people doing testing streams or testing whatever, and I, nothing wrong with testing at all. No. <clears throat> it just cracks me up when people and then pe- people draw these conclusions though, like, <clears throat> oh man. Razorcrest, not not worth it, guys. Like, don't 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 kill yourselves trying to get that red box. Cause who cares? It's not a good ship. It's like, guys, don't kill yourself trying to get Cam. He sucks. Right. I, I I unlocked him. I tested him at gear eleven, and he is not good. Uh, you know, you That's, you heard that sometimes. And oh god, I still hear that. Well, not as you no. Know, that's a lie. I still I still hear that quite frankly, and it's quite disconcerting because he's so good. Uh, right well there was this guy who used to comment on my youtube channel when i was started to, i got a relic seven i guess he was only relic five at first he had monday because i did and even then i didn't realize just how good he was no one did i know that gom had been so disappointed with him because he wouldn't work with galactic republic Jedi. jedi yeah 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 exactly with 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 the the like his Zeta wasn't ap- applicable. And now that's going right. to happen with Kenobi and all that. But before that, it just didn't, didn't matter really. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, he, or it didn't work at the way, the way you kind of think he should, he didn't conform to it. And so, and so a lot of people were writing him off because Galactic Republic Jedi didn't work, but. Right. Uh, and, and so after talking to Gom about it, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to ignore the Galactic Republic Jedi thing. Yes, I have the Zeta and everything. It's sad, but uh, eventually that that'll be useful. But for now, we're just going to treat him like a uh, like a Jedi, right? And after that, he's just killed all the things. He's he's been amazing, and I he's he's on the short list for Relic Eight for me. In fact, and I'm. There, for, for a while, though, when I first had Kieti Mundi, people on the YouTube comments, there, there was one guy who kept saying, 
I just, Kiati Mundi, you're not going to convince me that he's actually good, dude. And, and we'd get in these arguments and if it, I'd be like, okay, well, if me just demolishing that entire first order team with, with just <laughs> Kiati Mundi with some random other Jedi attached, it didn't convince you. I, I really don't know how to, how, what are we going to do? He's like, well, I need more evidence. <laughs> I, I'll say though, it's been a couple months since he's actually posted anything about it. Yeah. Um, I need to see if I can find it. Um, and of course, Discord search isn't working well. But so there's an officer in our alt guild that was like, oh, yeah, Cam isn't that great. You know, he's, he's not, you really can't use him well. And I'm like, this was like a month ago. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is why you guys are so awful at the Cam mission right now. Um, you know, uh, like he's, He's fantastic. It's just people got this first impression from when he was five star gear 11 and, you know, weird and attacker isn't good at five star gear 11. And he's like, you know, they just haven't gotten rid of these opinions that they formed and even despite the mountains of evidence in front of them, like that just piles of evidence. And Aldo, it was not you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, Guys, come on now! Like, look at the look at what's in front of you. <laughs> Just so many people had jumped to conclusions, and then keep keep those conclusions. Like, that's the problem. It's it's one thing to say, "Oh, this guy sucks right now." It's another thing that three months later, when the perfect team and the perfect gear is figured out, and he's doing amazing things, and people will be like. No, this is he's horrible. What are you talking about? And just just like Rokarin says, like people still say that Sith Eternal Emperor sucks, and he's probably he is probably the strongest GL when we go into expanded rosters because of what he lets you do. Yeah. It's it is crazy to me. It's been a lot while since I've heard people say that Jedi Knight Luke sucks, but it that that might just be. I'm sure there's still pockets of people out there saying that he sucks. It, it, probably we've said it so many times that people just know that if that we'll just laugh at them <laughs> forever if they ever do voice that Jedi Knight Luke sucks. Right. But but that was that was for the thing for a while. I mean, so uh, just as a counter argument, and I. I, I'm totally in your camp. I, I tend to just, if something's good and I've said that it sucks this whole time, it may take me a little bit to admit it. I'm like, all right, I want evidence. I want people to actually, I, I need to be shown something that's not just cherry picked, like one video and yeah. people will say, oh, dude, Zareth, you're, you're totally wrong. I can't, you've been wrong for a long time, actually, bro. Look, look at this one video proving, proving how wrong you are. I'll usually just say, show me more, show me more situations. Right. Uh, but I, I just want the truth is what I want. But uh, I, you know, and I can, I can, I can move that direction pretty quick. I, usually, but I will say this, the, the whole thing of having a, a good first impression and everything, it, it's a real thing. I mean, you meet someone and they're, they're just a disgusting mess. And then, and then, and you remember them. It makes a it, it it embeds itself in your mind in their mind. Then later on, you you meet them again, and they're well put together. They're on top of things and stuff. Eventually, you're going to shift to the idea that they're actually 
a professional, talented person, but that first impression is going to take a while to actually die off. So I can understand why people are sometimes hard of hearing, difficult to shift, because that first impression does, it does make a difference. I think the important thing is to not allow that first impression to mean something really significant to you. Right, right. First impressions, I mean, the, the second Razor Crest came out, I was looking for people testing uh, Razor Crest because I wanted to see what he was like. And I was so annoyed at my fleet chart because I haven't dropped past four in probably two weeks now, um, which first world problems here or lazy shard problems, I should say. But so in front of me were two uh, two malevolences and then I couldn't hit the negotiator because his payout was coming up. And I was like, oh, man, guys, just let me test this. And so I finally switched to a Razor Crest lineup and immediately on the stupid lazy shard, we had... Um, everybody kept hitting me so I couldn't hit them to test because they wanted to test their GET two ships against my five-star Razor Crest. I was like, just let me play this game, damn it. Yeah, just let me play it. Uh, hey, just uh, test it in Galactic Challenges, Solo. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> damn it all. That's, that's what we need, CG, if you're listening. No, don't listen to this. Uh, no, but, don't. Please but, don't but, but give us <laughs> Give us a Galactic Challenge with ships. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh it's funny because it's so <laughs> awful to sound like it's very clearly joking but yeah. <laughs> uh yeah and and real quick uh gom and operation metaverse thank you for the raid and then ando like 30 seconds later <laughs> thank you for the raid good to see everybody here um hello there as as ando's emotes would say uh yeah, so I, I, I tried so hard to test this afternoon. I just, I couldn't. It was such a pain. Um, and then I finally had a negotiator that I could test against. And it's one of the people that has like Millennium Falcon and Y-Wing coming off the bench. And I was like, I, I'll never see this in uh, Grand Arena. Damn it. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Anyways, we've. People are ridiculous. I guess we yeah. could just say that. Yeah. Uh, I do think, like I said earlier, though, when I'm fighting a negotiator in this next week of Grand Arena, I can almost guarantee you that Razor Crest is going to be one of my reinforcements. Just because of that ability, if I could hit Anakin off the break. Because um, all you need to do, if he's got Breach, is how you can... If he has breach and then you use your basic on him, um, you can start targeting because it, it applies marked. So I think Razor Crest may be seen, may be seen uh, in some of my fleet lineups. Yeah, I'll have to read his kit soon. That'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said that kind of like a joke, but it's true. Like I, I did read the kit one time, but I've just. I always read kits, and for whatever reason, there's this anomaly of I just I haven't read the Razor Crest kit yet. I, <laughs> well, it was it was a ship in theory for so long that you could put it off, put it off, put it off, um, and then it's like, oh, it's here. Look at that. Right. 
Well, I, I actually, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't realize we would be unlocking it this time. I, well, I guess it's, I've known for a week, so it's not, right. it's not this huge revelation. I've had time, so there's no real excuse, but I, I'm of the opinion that usually a five-star ship is not going to make an enormous impact, but I, I could be wrong. I should actually have looked at it by now. And, and here's, here's the real irony to me. Uh, or the hypocrisy even is I remember having extremely uncharitable thoughts about people who never read the Watt kit. <laughs> Cause I, the second I read it, I was, I was amazed by how good yeah. it was. And I remember when we were about to unlock it and I think it was even, maybe even you, uh, someone, someone that I respected uh, respect as a player. Uh, I was talking about, man, we're going to get Watt. Things are going to change. It's going to be so crazy. And whoever it was, it was like, oh, I'll, I'll have to read the kit. Huh. And I just remember my mind like almost exploding. Like, why? <laughs> how do you not know how good this, like, th this is going to be meta changing? And, and it was, I was actually right about it for once. So, <laughs> so that's but, a plus. Yeah. Right. And, and easily could have been the same thing for me uh, with, with Razorcrest. But I, I might have had a, formed an opinion like that, but I just never bothered to read the kit. Just yeah, who knows why? I think just apathy. Who knows? Right. Uh, all right. So we had some things happen this week. Uh, see, it's it was May the fourth this week, and we still haven't even talked about that. Holy um, balls! Okay. So we did talk about what they announced prior to May the fourth, but with May the fourth, we got three quality of life changes that um, are mostly good. So, I think we talked about that last week, didn't we? Did we? Yeah. The I, I thought we didn't talk about the, uh, whatever. So we'll skip it. All which, you know, which, which ones are they? You can just spit them out. Oh, can... it's it's all the energies are simmable at once. Then, oh, well, that's fantastic. I don't think we talked. I think we talked about the new player experience. Is we what did. we talked about last yeah. time. Uh, but so they also threw in there that. All the challenges, you just hit the sim button once and all of them are done at once. Then we're hanging out for 25 seconds because that's so long. Dude, somehow how... it was so annoying. <laughs> so someone in chat should do the math for us. If we did those dailies every single time, so so we just call it 20 seconds to do your challenge every day. Okay. How many how many minutes or hours did we spend in one year of doing that? I want to know because... It, it is onerous. Plus, plus, add another five seconds between the the fleet challenges. Because, dude, that on its own, that made my life feel to, the game feel so much easier somehow. It didn't actually change. It didn't actually change yeah. anything specifically, but uh, you know, it, it, it the same difficulty level, but. Little things like that really do a huge amount of good. I, I had thought that they had said they couldn't do it, actually. Uh, well, they couldn't. They had said that under the old Unity program. Uh, so who knows? When they, when they switched it last year, maybe it opened up the possibilities. Look at that. Uh, Two and a half hours in a year just waiting on challenges. <laughs> but they That's... That's yeah. huge, actually, that especially because we both have alts. That's five hours. Yeah. I mean, just just doing something totally without use. Right. Um, Fantastic. So 
the other thing they did, and I actually, I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm the minority, but I know other people support me, is they added fleet and conquest energy to the cantina, and I hate it. Um, like, I loved the idea, but A, conquest energy, I can't tell you how bad it triggers me that I see that an energy is full and I'm not using it. And, but I'm done, I was done with conquest for five days, like five days early. And you just see that 144 out of 144 and you panic and you're like, oh God, do I need to go spend energy? And then say, like, oh no, that's conquest. And they put mod energy and fleet energy right next to each other. They're both shades of blue. And I still, for the life of me, do not know which one is mod and which one is fleet. And I've tried to remember like four different times and it's... <laughs> you're not you're not wrong on that count, Solo. Yeah. That that does legit drive me nuts that yeah. they, they transposed it actually. So you would right. think that, so they have the, the ship energy on the far left and the mod energy on the right. And that's not their relative locations in the cantina. It is not. And so you'd think you'd think that if they could, I don't mind this the size difference, the big number being how much energy we have, and the small oh, number that, being one forty four. That triggers me as well. Yeah, I I have no issues with that, but and and I actually really like having all the energy just smashed up there. I I like both of those things quite a bit actually because it drives me crazy when so every once in a while i i just forget to do more than just my initial buys with my fleet or whatever i just like to know where all my ships currency is and i love it i just don't like where the mod and the the fleet thing the energy is yeah so you brought it up and my ocd just cannot take the fact that the left number is bigger than the right number um it bugs me so much because it just, it looks weird. Like it just looks weird. And then on my alt, so you might not have seen this on my alt, on my iPad, because um, the screen resolution is different. It's four by three on the iPad and it's what, 16 by nine on the phone. So to fit everything on the screen on the iPad, the icons on the left, you know, like the characters, the ships, the mail, and the ally icons, they had to shrink them to get everything to fit properly. And so now they're like tiny on the iPad. And it, I hate that as well. Um, so I, I, like, I like the idea. I just don't like the aesthetics of what they did. That's fair. Uh, they, maybe they could do it better. I wouldn't mind if they changed the size of the of the lettering or whatever. I just having ship energy on there it is really nice. And and also having conquest energy was nice as well. Not that you and I ha- are big proponents of conquest exactly, but it's still nice to know we're gonna have to play conquest, and so it's it is good to know when we're going to run out of energy, et cetera. So, yeah. Um, or not run out of, but when we right. need to go spend it. Yeah. So those were the quality of life changes. I think overall, the biggest quality of life for me is I was getting sick of people saying, when was the last time we had a big quality of life change? So there you go, people. It was last week. It's been one week since quality of life change. Um, and now we... 
hopefully can get people from to stop saying that. Um, <laughs> Narrator. <laughs> they did. They, they couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were unsuccessful. <laughs> uh, all right. So the bigger news, though, and this is uh, the most exciting part, I think, is we finally got the Echo era. Echo was released and he is huge. Like he has added so much to this Bad Batch team. Um, oh my gosh, he is so good, man. It's, so let me let me pull it up on stream here. Because um, did we talk about Echo? I don't even remember if we talked about Echo last week. I don't uh, think so. I, I, think I don't. We, did we have the kit on Monday? No, I don't think no, they released didn't. the. No, they all right. They released the kit on May May fourth. All right. Um, so here he is, guys. Echo, aka the Amazing Bad Batch. Um, <laughs> we need to figure out what we're going to call him and i haven't actually seen the uh community come up with a nickname for him because i don't think becco is it maybe see here's the problem we can't call him becky either because um people call beskar mando becky for some reason so uh i don't know what we're going to call echo to not confuse him with other echo let's just call the old echo we'll call him by his number that that'll just be annoying, but yeah, we'll call <laughs> yeah, him zero four eight whatever zero four zero eight CT twenty one zero four zero eight Echo. Let's there. call him Betch or Teco. Oh, I like Teco. That's a good one. <laughs> Teco, the the new Echo is Teco. I like it. I All like right. that. Yeah, that's a good one. Let's let's just run with that. I'm good with it. Teco, it is. Um, Trouble on demand, you win. We don't have anything to give away, but you win. Um, all right. So here's the deal, guys. He is light side support, bad batch. He's a clone trooper. Obviously, he's Galactic Republic, and he does so many fun things. Um, his guy even salutes with his little droid arm thing. He does. His little... You know what it looks like? It looks like a, a blender blade. Like, <laughs> like you, you just stick it in the in the cake mix and just, it's what it looks like to me. <laughs> but you could probably use it for more than that. But that's what it... Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So his basic, which I, you, you shouldn't be using his basic, but is deal physical damage target enemy, grant defense up and evasion up for two turns to the weakest clone trooper ally who doesn't have them. Now, the reason defense up is good is because Wrecker's kit uh, makes them do true damage when they have defense up. So defense up, having more than one way to get do it is, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be showing it to you and you guys can't see it. I can. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Here's the basic. And the ah. people just listening to the cast also can't see it. They but cannot. You use your imagination, guys. Um, but so, uh, having another way to get defense up is good on that team. Uh, I agree. So, real quick, this is a little bit of a tangent, but this is something that I've wanted for so long. I would love it if CG would actually would actually change it. Uh, so, it, it references the weakest clone trooper. And I just, I would like to know what the weakest characters and the strongest are, depending on if we need to know. It's, it's a problem that's dated back from the very start of when, when, when like Hera, I think maybe Hera was the first one where she 
it said that she'll if she hits the what the strong the strongest character the or the weakest i think it's the strongest she causes an expose with her basic yep not a huge deal but if you use that squad a lot you have to and it does just above their head when she starts her turn it flashes for about one quarter of a second if you're <laughs> really really squinting paying attention it'll show you yeah but if you're like me and thinking about a million other things, I, it's hard for me to notice. And their health bars don't help at all. It's it's just a huge mess, because especially if they have bonus protection and whatever. You have no idea how much health and right. everything they have. And so I would love, they, they have all these other icons. I would love some kind of thing where it's relevant if it would actually tell us. <laughs> In this case, he does a basic and we don't have any choice that it's going to... That it's going to do that but on, on the other hand it would be nice to say okay so i could do i could do one of my specials or what i really want is if such and such character could get defense up and evasion up i would love for that to happen and so it'd be nice to just if the game would tell us hey look wrecker or probably not going to be wrecker but look this other character hunter is going to get these buffs so that that's one tactical option you have, or you can do a right. special. I, I, it's not a deal breaker for me, but uh, I they have the ability to because they they certainly do because like Bosk, for instance, has it for his for his leadership. But there's so many things in this game now that rely on the weakest or the strongest or whatever. It would I, I don't know. It would be nice. That's, that's like on a wish list. <laughs> I know. I, I agree. Um... It would be nice to know where buffs are going. Weird, right? Uh, how dare we want that? Um, I, I, yeah, I would like it. I don't know if they could do it without making a mess. or I'm sure they have other more important things to, to be about. But right. it, like for Hera, that it, that's, that is the reason I shoot when I use Hera. Not that I use that squad often, but when I have in the past, usually that's who I target is the strongest character just because that expose can be so huge. Because not only is the expose damage, it's also then you can set up a stun from Zeb right. using that. Like it's, a, it's a very tactical choice. It's not just a tiny bit of extra damage. It's, it's legitimately a part of my strategy. And I, it seems like that should be a thing. I don't know. Well, I mean, and Prime Force just said it. Bounty Hunters have it for their contracts. Until the contract disappears. Until, and then Bosk... Right. Uh, but Bosk is still like, hey... And, and even if he's not lead, he wants to shoot. He wants to do his mass assist on the weakest so that he reduces cooldowns. Like right. that's that's also a thing that I just mostly have glossed over on bounty hunters because it's hard to see who is the weakest. Right. Uh, and then uh, they really never have a good definition for the, what the weakest is as well. Um you know, like you would think that in the event ability, it would say weakest is lowest health and protection, yada, yada, yada. Um, but yeah, uh, and that's a great point, too. I mean, yeah. we know that it's health plus protection, but do people who don't go to Reddit and look or go on forums or go to Discord or talk, listen to excellent podcasts <laughs> like the. the <laughs> Do the, are they going to know that? Uh, like, honestly, I think an argument could be made that the character with the with the least, the smallest strength stat could be the weakest. Yeah. 
Right. And, you know, it's like, you're really going to memorize, you know, what's the strength of fives? I have no idea. <laughs> Hell if I know. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's at Relic 7, it's 2743. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it's just something you, yeah, the strongest doesn't make that much sense. It would be nice to have some kind of uh, an icon. Agreed. Um, all right. Sorry what? to derail. It's been something I've wanted. I've wanted to say that for for like over a year, probably probably since the podcast began. It just occurred to me though. So this tangent presented to you by Zareth Prevails, now partner on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Sweet>. uh, <laughs> look at that! It's bringing it for full circle tonight. This uh, is good. <laughs> all right. So here's the second special uh, for who is it? Echo. It's inflict buff immunity on a target enemy for two turns, which is useful in and of itself. Then inflict expose on all enemies for two turns. Then dispel all debuffs on a target other clone trooper ally and call them to assist. And if that ally was bad batch, this buff immunity can't be dispelled. And echo increases the target enemy's cooldowns by one. This attack can't be evaded. Does not apply to Galactic Legends. Like... So we talked about it, I think, last week with Tech's kit. Was it Tech or Wrecker where it was just like, God, everything in this ability, there's like eight abilities in this one ability, and all of them are fantastic. And this ability is just ridiculous. Dude, I am amazed. So when I saw this kit, I was fairly certain he was going to be a slow character because of the impact he can make on, on everyone. Like the, his whole kit, but ju just like he is, he is just worlds better than a lot of the characters that have been recently released. Yeah, I, I mean this this one ability, and this isn't even his strongest ability. <laughs> well, and that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like I backpedaled just a little bit. It wasn't just this ability that made me think that he was going to be the really slow. I just, yeah, it, it's. It's legitimately crazy. The fact that our buddy Calvin, who's who was doing great work today, by the way, he remodded. He got his, he got his three star bad batch clone team <laughs> up to up to gear eleven. He maxed them out, and then he remodded them, and he finished the galact the current galactic challenge, which I can't finish currently. And I have all relic seven clones. I, granted, I didn't remod them, but I uh, he finished it. He he was able to theory craft it so that he could finish it. At three stars and just crazy watching him do his work and he, he had already figured out all their kits this yeah. team is extremely good even without a fifth well so he's doing uh the youtube series too of what can a gear 11 bad batch kill and so he took it up against now rem remember these are gear 11 characters he took him up against a geo team with a r5 brood alpha now the, the rest of the geos were g12 but it's still an r5 brood and g11 characters and if you know anything about g11 going up against geos geos just like mass assist a gear 11 character to death in one shot because of this next ability that we're about to talk to they slaughtered the geos um <laughs> that was a fun video man yeah 
I'll try to link guys it in those of you who are watching or who are listening on the podcast. I will try if you're not listening on iTunes, which I have no control over their madness, but on Spotify and the Libsyn download, at least I will link the, the video to Calvin's bad batch theory crafting. He's, he's a great player and it's, it's well worth the watch there. They can do some work. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, let's get down to the OP ability. Now it's called never any doubt, which is, so it's perfect. Um, it's so. it is it's perfect. <laughs> so, uh, clone trooper allies gain evasion up for two turns. You dispel all buffs on all enemies and you inflict daze and healing immunity. Um, and then for each buff dispelled, Clone Trooper allies gain 10% offense until the end of the next turn. And Bad, bad Batch allies gain 5% turn meter for every debuff or every buff dispelled. And this attack can't be evaded or resisted. So here's why this ability is OP. Um, well, there's a lot of reasons. First off, so imagine taking this team against a General Grievous team that starts on stealth. So you're starting out with at least four buffs, which means this ability is giving your Bad Batch clones, who are all fast other than Wrecker, 20% turn meter. You're applying days and healing immunity on every single one of them. So the stupid B1 taking a turn and healing up uh, a droid isn't going to matter. Uh, B2 is not going to trigger because of the days. And then Tech... If you have him lined up second in turn order, he just rolls his little grenade. And if he has enough potency, the entire team is stunned because he stuns people with days with that uh, grenade. So the combination of Echo and Tech, you, your Bad Batch clones are getting two turns, or actually uh, three turns before the other team gets one turn. Like that's that's absurd. Yeah. Oh. Oh man. It's this is the this is what I was talking about with like like a good version of what I was talking about when I wanted to use Sabine and then and then Bo-Katan. Yep. I almost called her Katie Sackoff, which I guess same <laughs> person. But the when when Sabine rolls her grenades to everyone, puts stagger on everyone, and then Bo-Katan can hit all the staggers and reduce all of their turn meters to zero that that's this is like a reliable version of that and you right. can actually echoes already is he it was moff gideon the fastest based character base character in the game or he's, he's close he at the very least he was the fastest and right. and echoes the same right he's the same base speed as moff gideon echo, yeah echo is the same base speed um so he's tied for the fastest character as opposed to like really slow ass sabine <laughs> echo is is on it he, he's gonna get he's gonna get his thing if you want him to get first turn he's gonna get first turn usually it's, it's right. very impressive so interesting note about this that means absolutely nothing um gg gives the tiebreaker to moff gideon and has him listed first when he lists overall speeds <laughs> like i said means absolutely nothing um but Echo and Gideon are tied at 198 base speed. 198 base speed. Like you can put 102, uh, a plus 102 speed set on them and they're over 
or they hit 300 already. And that's that's not even a speed set. You know, 102 is nowadays are, is fairly easy to get thanks to all the slicing we have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I, I am. I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed with this kit. And this is one of the reasons that makes me question how like not question CG period. CG's fine, whatever. I, I just think they say things like, okay, well, Ahsoka Tano or Commander Ahsoka Tano Cat is going to be somewhere between Marquis and, and the whatever, the epic confrontation characters. And yeah. it, so is she going to be unequivocally, obviously stronger than Echo? <laughs> That's, that is a very good question. Um, and you know what I'm wondering as we sit here right now, and I'm going to test it out. Um, what is What does the AI do on his first ability? Let's see. Uh, the AI... Uh, see, the AI does, um, does never any doubt, but then tech doesn't roll the grenade. Could you imagine if the AI rolled the grenade with tech on the second turn? Probably good it doesn't. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. You know, sometimes I hear a lot of people say, I wish the AI was smarter. And I get that because you want your defense to hold. Trust me, people, you do not want the AI to be smarter with this team. Um, because unless you go into it with like, if the AI was smarter, you would need CLS Rebels to take out this team. Yeah, uh this team is going to be great. And we don't even have their fifth character yet. You get guarantee they're going to have something. Right. Bad Batch had all they had this pre-release with all these four characters. We're going to get a fifth with this team. Even if we don't, you just throw you just throw Barris in with them. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Like there's there's a ton of characters that go really well with them. Right. Throw throw clone sergeant, throw Cody in there so mm-hmm. that uh Wrecker gets one more stack of fury and is one hit away from Furious and which, you know, we talked about on a previous podcast just makes his kit absolutely insane. So this, this team is going to be nasty. All right. So there's one more thing to talk about with his kit because he has a unique, it is his Zeta. It's his only Zeta, all those abilities. It's his only Zeta. And real quick, Miyabaka, you were third on this kit. That is very disappointing. I, I expected to see it first. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have high expectations of you these days, brother. Uh, so the unique is whenever a clone trooper ally gains or loses a buff from a Bad Batch ally's ability, they recover 4% health and protection. It's actually doubled for Bad Batch allies, so 8% health and protection every time they gain or lose a buff which is every turn, every time the Bad Batch takes a turn, basically they're giving a buff to the rest of their team or taking away a buff from their, or debuff from the rest of their team. Uh, so it's constant health and protection they're gaining back. And then whenever a Bad Batch ally inflicts a debuff on an enemy, that enemy just loses 8% protection. If that enemy had less than 50% protection and more than 50% health, they also lose 8% health. Um, and obviously they exclude this from raid bosses or galactic legends because that would be OP if you're using this in the raid. Um, but so this is, I mean, 
They just lose 8% protection, 8% health. Like, goodbye. Just, just for inflicting a debuff on them. It's, uh, like, all right. This is... The one thing I will say about this kit is... So, Moth Gideon came out, and he's he's very plug-and-play. Like, you, I, I mean, I stick him with Sith Eternal and Armor so that... It, you know, you, you steal their turn meter and armor gets a turn, applies the two ingots to uh, Sith Eternal, and there you go. Uh, you know, you could add Gideon to Vader or add Gideon to anyone you want. He steals turn meter and he's good. Um, Echo is not going to fit that mold. Echo is in Bad Batch. Like, that's where he is. Um need to remember that you know uh he's not yeah. he's not plug and play this this team is a team and i don't think you're going to see them outside of said team yeah 3v3 i mean the, so you and i were discussing this before solo you you were saying this is one of the reasons you feel frustrated about 3v3 and i i agree it, like you have to split yeah. your five man teams apart and it's even worse with bad batch because you have four so if you take right. a th- team of three of them where does the third one go but maybe echo goes somewhere in that case I, I don't know how the other three do together in 3v3 though yeah so i think it's actually going to be record that you leave off the team in 3v3 because yeah, it, it, it's, it's going to be an offensive team. And if you can just stun the other team uh, before they get a turn and they're stunned. So it, I think it's I mean, probably record that you take off the team. Because Record can gonna, stun the whole team too. Well, uh, he can. Uh, so who knows? I, it's, <laughs> who knows? We'll see. I mean, we're, we're going to see some ridiculous things in 3v3 because that's what we see. And rosters, in theory, will be expanded. So, by definition, we're going to have even more ridiculous things that people are placing on defense. So, who knows? Um, But for 5v5, I cannot wait to use this team. Yeah. Yeah, I I am excited for it. They seem really well done. Echo brings it all together. And they'll have to have a... I don't. I just wonder what are they gonna? What's gonna happen with them? Like, yeah. Are, if are they gonna get a fifth character, and what will they become? A meta team, even without a galactic legend, will, will Kenobi some inexplicably be their leader? It's oh, <laughs> right. Or will Kenobi be like Jedi Master Luke and be their fifth member, not even a leader? Probably right. not. Probably not. Kenobi better be a leader and a leader that we use. But I mean, all things to think about. And uh, so, you know, you've asked me a few times, why do you have your Jedi Knight Revan so fast? Let me tell you, if I go, if I face off against a bad batch on defense, my Jedi Knight Revan is going to be going faster in their echo. And I'm going to be very happy that he's going to be stunned and direct focused <laughs> right at the start of the match. Yeah, it started, It makes me wonder if we should maybe just, I don't know, there, there's all these things. Uh, like Rex, the thing that I keep thinking is, what if we made uh, the the Rex character that we have currently, what if we made him just stupidly fast, didn't necessarily make Echo super fast, and then just put Rex with this team? 
I, I know that Rex wants to be with the other clones, etc. But it would be kind of a fun misdirection thing too. People think that the other echo, the echo is going to be the super fast one. And then you could, right. and then the other Rex, uh, he probably has more capacity for speed actually in the long run with all well, of his percent. But boost. he doesn't, he doesn't gain the speed outside of the 501st. Oh, it is 501st. I was thinking clones yeah. specifically, but you're right. You're right. Oh, there it, go. there it goes. Guys, this is why I'm not a theory crafter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh this kit is absurd we are going to have a lot of fun with it once we start playing with it um yeah it was it was a good may 4th with with this release yeah i i really liked it man and echo is solid hopefully soon uh, so we're gonna start working on cat this next conquest so we should get her kit pretty soon we should, yeah. Within the next two weeks, I would think that we get her kit. Yeah. yeah, they might give us a week to just kind of digest. Right. Maybe we get some news. I hope we get news about the division shift because I'm feeling nervous that they're going to wait another GAC season. And if they do, if they have to delay, that's fine. I, I would prefer not, but if they need to, they need to. Right. I'd rather them not just rush it and then have to quit halfway through like week two or something because of some technical thing. I'd rather just... Get it right, right and c- continue on because 3v3 is still fine without without it. I it, Like I said, I'd, I'd prefer it. But th- that being said, I would love some news, especially for the guys in the lower divisions. That That's yes. what concerns me the most because right now even Prevail Man has to, in 5v5, has to deploy five teams at, at one point six million gp i have to deploy five teams in 5v5 and i i would go down to deploying three teams right and that that scares me because there are people floating around who i get paired with who have darth revan and jedi revan and it can be very difficult to beat those teams at this gp level right you you basically stick one in each front zone and and trash in the back um yeah, and then you use Vader to kill one other, one squad in another zone, and you're good. So right, yeah, uh, I I do. So if they, I what I hope is that we get an announcement one way or the other, and if they come out with the announcement and say, "Hey guys, as we said before, we planned on doing this for this upcoming season, but." we listened to you and we made changes on ships and how many teams are putting down and it's going to take us an extra two weeks, which means we have to wait till next season. I'd be perfectly fine with that. Um, you know, because it means it's delayed for a good reason. Like I, I want it to start now. I wanted it to start this past conquest, but, uh, or grand arena, but if, the, if they delay it because of a good reason, I, I can't argue with that because it means that they listen to us and, you know, are trying to do the right thing. Yeah, I, I'm good with it. If they want to do that, if they need to, that's that's fine. Just communicate right. with us and we'll move on. But I, I'm hoping that we get news of it shortly. Right. Um, so the last thing we kind of had set up to talk about in this first segment is probably the most popular, the second most popular question that I've seen on our Discord server this past week. And it, it's all along the lines of the same thing of, 
I've been using Mon Mothma on Grievous for the last two seasons with great results. Lately this season, I've lost 50% of the tie in, against Grievous. What do you think is the cause of this? And uh, is it B1 not coming out of stealth and us not killing him on time? Or is there something different? And so it's a podcast question that I moved to the front because, well, it's had an impact on your season. It's had an impact on a lot of people's seasons. In fact, coming into the season, I planned on Mon Mothma being my Grievous counter. And now I don't necessarily feel the same. Um, so I figured it would be good to give this a little more, a little more time than just our typical podcast questions. Yeah, that's fair. I, this this bugs me more than most other people, I think, because I made a video uh, saying, <laughs> putting myself out there, saying that this it's very consistent. And for me, it was. I tested it. I only lost once, and that was with a worse comp that I'm using now. And I was consistently winning with it. So I, I put, uh, like, all my tests were good. And then all of my actual GAC matches, I won by a huge margin. It was never close, really. And so now that people are starting, and people, other people were reporting a, a pretty high win rate as well, and suddenly we're not, I, it's, it's quite baffling to me. Uh, my guess is that there was some kind of a bug fix that they just didn't report something that when we tested and may, maybe I'm totally off. I don't, I'm not trying to just say I, I couldn't be wrong, but it just seems off that tons of people were able to do this and they, now they can't. And my guess is that target lock wasn't applying properly before or something like that. And now that they just kind of, someone was just in the code and they're like, Oh, why is this here? What like let's just clean that up, and then they didn't even report it, and bam, we suddenly have a more effective grievous squad. I I don't know, but so, one way or another, I'm actually going to blame you for this. <laughs> and by that, what I mean is you are the one that kind of shot out to the forefront of putting out the video of countering CLS with grievous, and a lot of the guilds that we face now, um, if you look at their modding, and actually we, we usually never see Grievous on defense at our GP, is a lot of guilds are making people put potency on Grievous and B1. Uh, and they're doing that so you can land target locks on CLS. And a lot of people don't change mods for Grand Arena. Um, a lot of people don't. And so they're going into the Grand Arena's with potency modding on B1 and Grievous. And I think it's just that Grievous and B1 now have potency over 100% for this counter. And so target locks are applying a lot more at this point. Um, and that's big. That's huge. When you're, when you're going from 55% potency, I think, on B1 to over 100%, because... Prior to this season, how often did you see potency on B1? Um, and the last two matches that I had, I looked at both of my opponents modding on Grievous, and both of them, they were from two different guilds, though they were both the same alliance. Both of them had over 100% potency on Grievous. Both of them had over 100% potency on B2, and both of them had over 100% potency on B1. And I think, 
I think that's what's happening. An interesting idea. I I mean, my ego likes that, of course. <laughs> I, I think I think you might be onto something. I, I do think that having extra potency on those teams is good. I is it going to be that universally like one of the teams that I beat or that I lost to recently with that with Mothra was it was a team without much extra potency and I still lost. It could have just been RNG though. It's it's very difficult yeah. to tell, but one way or another, I, I do think that it's it's potency related. One way or another, you're you're absolutely right in that. Just because the way Grievous works is. If everyone has target lock and then all the people have AOEs, B2 has AOEs, B1, Grievous, MagnaGuard, all of them do. Yeah. Except for Newt, who also causes a lot of assists, or even Droidica, who does multiple hits. They gain so much turn meter that they can kind of just run the table on the Mothra team without, without much hitting back, without the Mothma team actually being able to hit, hit do anything. And so... What I've done, I, I went through, I spent about an hour and a half, probably somewhere around there, remodding my Mothma team to be as tenacious as possible. Yeah. Because they all share that tenacity as well. So it's not just, it's not just, well, I guess I can only get this guy to 120%. That's like, that's not really going to do anything. What, what ends up happening is they're all going to be sharing 8% of their tenacity with each other. And so let, let me see. So for example, I have my worst one is the Hoth Rebel Scout. He's at 102% uh, tenacity. I could probably get him a little higher. It was actually pretty difficult to find the right mods though for, for the last tenacity set. And I guess I didn't put a tenacity cross on with tenacity uh, set because I just don't have enough of them. Right. Uh, so he's at 102, but... If you add all of their tenacities together, just take 8% of it, he'll end up starting at over 150% tenacity. Right. And, he, I, and he's the worst. Yeah. I, I am very curious to see how, if that, how much that changes. Because I've had Mon Mothma at right around 200% tenacity for a long time. Um, and... I've always modded K2 for tenacity too because of that counterattack. I mean, it just, you know, that makes sense. But I've never really modded the rest for tenacity um, because of the idea that Mon Mothma will cleanse them when, when somebody takes a turn and without an attack, which is basically every Mon Mothma basic. Um, so... I, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see if the tenacity, if it fixes it. Yeah, my Cara Dune is going to have 180% starting tenacity. And <laughs> K2 is going to have what? He'll, he'll have even more. I know he'll have right about the same, uh, 180%. My Mothma will actually have uh, like 250% tenacity after all of the things are applied. So... Here's hoping that that's the fix. Cassian now has all tenacity stuff on him. He starts with 109. Yeah, it's... Yeah. 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 So I do think... Well, I hope. And I, I do actually think that that is going to make a little bit of a difference, at least. Hopefully. And it, it will make a difference. It'll make it, a difference, yes. Yeah, and Grievous, Grievous does ramp up his potency pretty quickly. 
He does. So, so it, it's it might not fix it all the way. I'm I'm not sure, but hopefully, I feel like responsible for this fiasco because I went out <laughs> there and told everyone, "Hey guys, this works. This is awesome. You don't even need good mods." And then people are just blundering into it and failing, and I I I'm partially responsible for it. So trying to do the responsible thing and actually find a fix. Right. Um, yeah. Well, so we'll see. I, I think I honestly, I truly do believe that it's, it's just that people are loading them up with potency right now. Um, because like I said, I, the last two opponents, we, um, loaded them up with potency. Uh, so hopefully that's it. Fingers crossed, my friend. Yep, time will tell. Hopefully next week we have something more conclusive to tell. Right. Uh, all right. So that brings us into our actual weeks. Um, you know, we uh, both had successful weeks in week one. Um, we're headed into week two. How'd, how'd you start week two off? Well... Oh, we want to talk about GAC now. Great. Um, Weird, right? <laughs> yeah. So last week was, uh, uh, week one was the week that I lost. My win streak was snapped, et cetera. I'm at risk of losing the GA center. And so this week I needed to go strong. All the weeks remaining, I have to go strong. And this week, none of my opponents had super high lifetime. I, there's one guy with decent lifetime, but this this first guy, he, he's one of those guys who places uh, he, he's one of the guys who it's like Ray and pray is probably <laughs> how, what we should start calling it. Cause it's fair. He, he places a Ray team on defense and then everything else he places sucks. <laughs> and so it's like, if they get stuck on Ray in the front zone, then they won't clear me and I'll win. And otherwise They'll clear me efficiently and I have to be more efficient than them is kind of his strategy. And so I just placed all four Galactic Legends. I placed Darth Revan and a couple other good teams on defense. No, no gimme teams. And he, so he struggled a little bit trying to get through my front zone and the top zone. And then when he saw that I had two more Galactic Legends in the back, he stopped attacking. <laughs> and I was able to clear him. My Mothma team did fail in, in that fight. So, so that was unfortunate, but everything else went swimmingly. And uh, yeah, I, I got the clear, got the win. And it was, it was pretty, pretty good. Just putting people, people were reminding me actually for this podcast, they say, you sign off with saying, don't be a dick. And then you place four Galactic Legends <laughs> and Darth Revan. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, it's fair, but at, at the same time, uh, let me, let me just say this though. I don't actually think that's being a dick because I had a, I had a, a pretty positive chance of being able to full clear him even without my galactic legends. I, I legitimately thought that I wasn't just <laughs> trying to screw him over. I mean, I, I was trying to, but in the sense that I was going to do considerably better and I didn't need all my good teams. So if you're just placing them just to be annoying, that's being a dick. If you're placing them as a strategic, uh, a strategic choice, then you think you're going to actually be able to full clear your opponent and beat them. Uh, just do it, man. Pull the trigger. 
that to me that's the distinction i don't know what you think but yeah no i i agree if you if you place um if you place hard defenses down with the intention of still full clearing i don't think that's being a dick i think that's just being good um that's it's the people that put down literally everything and then just say i'm not going to attack but screw you too that's that's being a dick yep just walk away so yep okay cool so so it it worked out for me solo you walking into you had a perfect week last week you're you're in round four now how did it go (laughs) well i lost um so (laughs) yeah so uh the guy I faced is a regular watcher of our content and of my content. And um, he actually didn't watch the stream. He, he showed up at the end of the stream, um, but he's watched my videos for a long time. And so he knows how I play. And I've always said, it's not hard to beat me. Like, if you know what I do, it's very easy to plan against that. And that's what he did. Um, he placed, so he placed Sith Eternal in the back and he placed Sith Eternal with droids because I've been talking about beating Sith Eternal with uh, troopers and troopers can't beat Sith Eternal with droids because you trigger B2 or uh, Grievous like crazy. And so I almost, I almost had it down. Um, I took Night Sisters against them, and so here's the problem: Night Sisters killed all the droids, got it down to just Sith Eternal left, and Sith Eternal was able to link Zombie and Mother Talzin, and Zombie didn't die, which means the link didn't get dropped, which means Sith Eternal got to ultimate, and then. You know, as as Mudbum would say, the sp- she threw the spaghetti out and goodbye, Night Sisters. They're not that strong. Um, so he ended up beating me. Cause I, I had a loss to his Sith Eternal. He ended up beating me by, I think, 14 or so. So if I, if I had beaten Sith Eternal, I would have won. My defense did exactly what I wanted to do because he one-shot my entire board and scored 20-99. Which, so... I mean, my defense stole about 40 banners, which you really you really can't ask for much more than that when you're up against a good player. Because he, he was a good player, too. He had 700K lifetime banners, so he, he was no slouch on his own. Um, so, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's frustrating, man. Uh, people watch your stream, and what do you do? I, I mean... Yeah, uh, on one level, we do accept that that's just going to happen sometimes. People are going to know who we are and they're going to watch our streams and we're going to lose just because of that, kind of. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, they're going not maybe not just <clears throat> maybe we're not going to for sure lose because of that. A, a couple of people have done that to me and I have lost specifically because of it, but I just don't know quite how to how to reconcile that because I don't know you. It just sucks. You're putting yourself out there and you don't get it. You don't. You don't. 
I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. It, it can be really frustrating. And at the same time, do we really have the right to complain about it? I, I'm just not sure about any of it, frankly. Yeah. I, you know, whatever I've, I have moved on. Uh, whatever. I, it sucks, but if I'll finish 11 and one, hopefully knock on wood and I'll have, I'll call it a good season because 11 and one, even at five and one on pace for 10 and two, that's still a great season. You know, it's nice to be perfect. Um, but it's hard to argue with 11 and one or 10 and two. Uh, absolutely. And yeah, I, I didn't want you to lose that way. Yeah. But, but we gotta, we just least, gotta plan for it, I guess. <clears throat> at least he's a good player anyway. And he was nice about it at the end. So you know, there it is. Um, sure. <laughs> so you're headed into round two. Perfect. Uh, how'd round two go? Oh, perfect for the week solo. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it went, it, this is, this is pretty similar. He, he placed a tougher defense this time. And actually it was a, it was a pretty credible defense. You, you, you saw, we were on yep. Gambit fight night and, it was what Darth Revan, General Skywalker, Ray, General Grievous, um, something else good. There was a there was a few good teams in there. There were some confusing teams, but they're also good. And I was able to get through them. But I think yeah. So this was the one that I thought I was safe with for Mothball. I was like, man, not good stats, not a good Grievous team. We're all over this. We're gonna beat them. With Mothma, she's going to get some, a redemption arc and didn't really happen. She lost really bad. I also used, I also, his Darth Revan didn't have Dark Basti in there. So I was like, oh, I'll just use, I'll use Bounty Hunters, no problem. Wanted to try Aura Lead though, because, oh yeah, because my opponent had already attacked and failed a bunch of attacks, wasn't going to clear fleets. And so I, I thought that we could do a little science and so I tried Aura Lead. We, we killed Darth Revan, no problem. And then things kind of went downhill. Someone messaged me and said that it was dumb of me to have targeted Marauder when I did, and I, I need to look at that. But uh, so so very possible I misplayed it. But I lost against Darth Revan with with Bounty Hunters. I think it would have been a pretty secure win if I'd used Boss Lead instead. And then I lost with Mothma again against Grievous. Made me gun shy. But then at the end, he had a Mothma team with one rebel fighter. The rest were rebels, but not rebel fighters. And so my bo Mando team actually went in and blew him away, which is fun. <laughs> and other than that, I got a... <laughs> the new line of shame was, was adopted that night uh, in, in squads. Well, <laughs> What's that? Or in 5v5. Well, technically, it was adopted in my week one and just carried over into yours. So let, let's say maybe it was cemented <laughs> then, because you're right. You're right. So, so you got a what a twenty eighty or 2080, something twenty eighty twenty eighty, and so the line of shame was set at twenty eighty one to mock. Yeah. So <laughs> I well, I got a twenty eighty one, and then what? Like Cleso got a twenty eighty one. It was someone else got a twenty eighty one uh, as well. Vertigo. Vertigo, yeah. I ironically got the 20, and I think somebody else did. Like three people this week got 2081. Um, yeah, and one because of it. So, yeah, it was, it, that's like the line of shame for 
for 5v5 apparently so <laughs> and it's not gonna matter once we get once we get the new division lines placed but right. it just made me laugh so so yeah i i didn't get a great score but he wasn't gonna clear me and it was a pretty decisive win i wins like that are always so weird because people are like really you struggled so hard and at the end of the day i placed three galactic legends and general skywalker and darth revan and two other good teams uh, I placed a really strong defense, and if you can't get over how low my score was and the fact that I, he couldn't clear me, then <laughs> I don't know what to say. So it, uh, it went well. 2-0 for me. You're no longer operating in the zone of perfect solo, unfortunately. Uh, how did how did round two go for you? Uh, so I ended up going up against an efficiency player. He, he basically subscribes to Ray and Prey, only it's Ray and Darth Revenant Prey. Um, and he put down Darth Revenant in front, and he puts down Ray in the back zone. And I troopered his Darth Revenant, finished with a 60 on it, and left my, you know, uh, Ray counter for the back and undersized his Ray. And then uh, he... He one-shot my board, and I ended up still winning by 14 because I, I scored 21-25, and even with him one-shotting the board, he scored, I think, what, 21-11, um, which this season was the highest amount scored <laughs> against me. So I guess I, I'll give him credit for that. Um, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, other than that, there really wasn't that much to talk about in this match. Um uh, because it was just he set down bad defenses. Like he, he he went the full efficiency route other than Ray and Darth Revan. And it's like okay, I'll get sixty on every team, basically. Um, everything, yeah. That's you know. Uh so that that was my round two. It was kind of a kind of a quick one. And in fact, on on stream it was even a quick one. I think it attacked for like 30 minutes, and then I was like, okay. You and Fruit Ninja Mike, you go take up the rest of the, of our time. Um, but yeah, that that stream was actually really slow, or really fast. I mean, compared yeah. to our usual game right. of fight nights, because because Mike was done pretty quick. His opponent was atrocious. Right. <laughs> um, so that leads us into the final round. You are still, you know, you're still chugging along. How how'd round three end up for you? So that was the round that I found out about 10 minutes before my stream that I had made partner, which was exciting, but it did kind of distract me. And uh, this opponent was the one person in my in my pod who I thought could potentially threaten me. He, he still didn't have super high lifetime. Like I, I'm at over 800 right now and no one in my no one in my pod had 700k. Uh, everyone, but he was really, really close to 700k. So uh, how do you reconcile that? I don't know because we've been playing for so long. Lifetime banners. Right. What if he set out three seasons? Easily could have and had more than me. So uh, I, uh, of course, I took it seriously. Placed three Galactic Legends, and by the way, I've I've taken a vow of three Galactic Legends on defense for the rest of the season. So <laughs> I don't. I uh, except for one match, I'm giving myself one gimme, one. one one out, so people won't for sure be able to rely on that. But three Galactic Legends, maybe four. I placed three this time, and General Skywalker, Darth Revan, etc. And 
let's see. So he placed General Grievous up front with Commander Luke, and then some bad teams up top. I was able to use, I actually just did a reverse of the zone on the bottom because I was gun shy of Mothra and my opponent hadn't attacked yet. So I, I, I didn't want to use Mothma to clear Grievous. So I used Commander Luke to kill his Grievous and I used Grievous to kill his Commander Luke. And then the back zone opened. I think he had, he had a ray with four tanks or something. And so I used Sith Eternal with Armorer on that. And everything else was just pretty easy. I, I don't know. I, I, ended up, I ended up getting one of my better scores this season, which is not great. But for how, how often I've been failing with Mothma and getting fails and etc., this is pretty good. I ended up with a 21-25. And my opponent did end up full clearing me, actually. <laughs> and I just had to chuckle because at first I was like, wow, he full cleared me way more efficiently than I thought. I, I, I beat him by, I, I thought I beat him by 30. And then upon closer examination, it turned out I'd beaten, beat him by 130. Huh. So it went from, I win to a total drubbing, which felt good. So five and one for the season, happy enough with that. And uh, what about you, Solo? How was your how was your not finals, but still final match? Uh, so it, it's uh, it's another guy that played efficiency. God, I hate efficiency. But I feel like for the rest of this season, that's all we're going to see just because people at our GP have all the teams and don't know how to use all the counters. Um, so he... He actually, so he placed Darth Revan and Grievous in front. And the Grievous, like I said earlier, all three of the important droids had over 100% potency. So I was gun shy on, um, I was gun shy on taking my Mon Mothma against them. So I, I just used, you know, the old school Jedi Knight Revan counter to it. And I think I got like a 58 or a 59. Uh, then he had, so he had Darth Revan and he had it. So, you know, Bastila is one speed faster than Darth Revan and Malak is tenacity built and all the fun stuff. And so I wanted to trooper the team, but here's the problem. He had a Sith Empire trooper that was R5 and had over 70% armor. And that's before, so you have to kill that Sith Empire trooper, um, while Marauders gaining turn meter for all the out of turn attacks, and it's before your Emperor's trap builds up, and so you're not doing like super overpowered offense, even with Dark Trooper at that point. Especially, so I was gun shy on using my trooper, so I used Jedi Master Luke, thinking that he was going to have Ray in the back. So I was keeping my Sith Eternal um, for the back because he always placed Ray in the back. So I open up the back zone. And there's Supreme Leader Kylo. And uh, I, I wasn't bugged by that because I was going to use Vader to counter, counter Kylo. And the Vader countered Kylo is, it, it works. And it works well. It's not, it's not great for, for banners, but if you're one-shotting a Galactic Legend, like who cares? Just get through it. Um, just win, yep. Right. And so here's the problem. And I, I should have done the math beforehand. Uh, my Watt was not fast enough for my Vader. And I still don't know. 
I don't know how that happened, to be honest with you. Well, they got, got mod upgrade happy. Or, no, it, I haven't. Uh, anyway, but anyway, so what happened is Vader took a turn before Watt, and for that counter, you have to put the tank tech on the, te- on the tank first because, um, you know, Supreme Leader Kylo is going to use his little poke as his first move, and so if the tank doesn't have tank tech, when Supreme Leader Kylo takes his first turn, obviously the tank loses taunt, and then uh, Supreme Leader Kylo can drain Vader or potentially drain Vader, and then you lose. Like, that's that's just what happens. Um, so you have to put the tank tech first on the tank. I did that. Uh, then Supreme Leader Kylo takes his second turn. He does the fancy AoE. So everybody is at like, has no protection left. So what's supposed to happen is Watt is then supposed to give weapons tech to Vader and Vader is going to, um, you know, Vader does his thing, enters Marvelous and kills everybody basically. Except for Vader went before Watt, so I had to go into Merciless without the weapons tech on. I need to go back and watch this video because Vader should not be going. Uh, but so I had to do Merciless. I couldn't kill everybody that needed to be killed because I didn't have the bonuses from weapons tech. And so I got everybody but Supreme Leader Kylo down. I had to clean up Kylo with Mon Mothma which worked very well, actually. Um, basically, Kylo got two turns, then Mon Mothma took 100. <laughs> um, and so then I cleared the rest of the board, and he set such a bad defense. I got 67 on both fleets. I don't think I've ever gotten 67 on both fleets at, in one round before. got 67 on both fleets, and... Uh, I cleared the board for 2113. He had three Galactic Legends and couldn't clear my board. I wish I wish we had uh, the history from GG up because I guarantee you what he did is he tried to Ray Mirror because he couldn't clear my Ray. So he, he had to use Jedi Master Luke against my Supreme Leader Kylo. I almost guarantee you that he used his Sith Eternal on my Darth Revan and then uh, he couldn't clear Ray. You know, I, I saw the first battle and the Ray had just a little bit of health gone and everybody else had full health and protection. <laughs> so uh, he then he then lost a lot. And so my 2113 uh, was was safe and I finished with a win. Useful. Uh, yeah, great win solo. I, I was happy. I just like seeing people persevere through tough fights trying to find alternate means of killing teams off i really love seeing mothma actually finish off that kylo team that was really cool uh i just can't get over you uh, describing kylo's special move as a little poke earlier <laughs> i was I'm like but would he approve <laughs> would kylo be happy to <laughs> he's like really like they called they call what i my my ferocious thrust a little poke just yep it's a poke and a swipe that's that's all he has poor little kylo poor little kylo Uh, (laughs) poor little guy yep so (laughs) uh anyways we 
What do we got next? Is it podcast question time? We, we do. We have podcast questions. We actually don't have that many tonight. Um, so, uh, and, and this question is more about our real life. So, <laughs> I'm not going to read that one out loud, but I agree. <laughs> uh, how do you guys juggle the amount of time required to be high level players with all of your real life demands. For example, you both have demanding full-time jobs and Zareth is a father of two. Solo has three puppies. Um, <laughs> the actual question says, I don't know if Solo has any kids, but maybe Weevil is somehow his full bastard derp Revan. <laughs> <laughs> That's so uh, awkward. <laughs> does playing this game and streaming as much as you do create problems between you and your families? Uh, no, <laughs> at least not for me. I'll let you answer your half of it. For me, the answer is it doesn't create problems. It just steals sleep from me. Um, <laughs> who has time to sleep? That that's that's basically it. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. that's, and I, I'm happy for you, Solo. The for me, yeah. it, it's it's been quite a juggling act. Uh, you're right. It costs me sleep. I don't get much sleep, but <laughs> that's something that I'm I'm okay with a uh, I'm okay with with a little bit of less sleep just because I, I'm making progress I'm still uh, still have some forward momentum the issue of course being how do you juggle trying to be competitive in this game like you and I've talked about this recently solo I could literally I could talk for eight hours a day on discord if I wanted to just just discord alone oh, yeah. just chat it, not even open the game I could play I could talk for on discord because the the, the amount of interest, a lot of the videos we make, the streams we we do, and uh, just the conversations that we have had, a lot of those generate enough interest that people just want to know. And plus, not that we're super duper famous, but we have, we have enough clout in the community at this point that some people just want to talk to us just because they can, kind of. It's kind of like the novelty of I don't, even if you don't necessarily love Arnold Schwarzenegger, for instance, as an actor, or, you know, you even disagree with what, you know, his, him as a politician or whatever, you, most people would still hang out with him as a novelty, right? I, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I totally would. And, you know, tons of people who I don't necessarily love that I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'd spend the day with you. And it's a similar principle of people just want to hang out and talk and they like to talk shop. And uh, so, how do you balance that with with also making content? And my my wife and kids do want time with me, and I, I refuse Weird. to be that. <laughs> I know, I know, like that, that'll change now. <laughs> but but they, I, you know, I, I refuse to be that that cats in the cradle dad where <laughs> you you don't realize what happened and you, your son turns out just like you in a bad way, and it's like this really <laughs> depressing, sad song. I can't do that. And so my wife and I have had so many discussions about it and it just amounts to, I'm not going to take family time away from it. I'm just going to take sleeping time away from myself and we're just going to move forward. It has helped since we've started generating a little bit of revenue. Uh, my wife actually sees this as a second job now. So that's, that's been, nice. instead of just like this really all consuming hobby. So that right. helps. That does help it. Um, all right. So next question is actually a game question. Weird. <laughs> actually, let me pull up a kit real quick. So I, I never know names um, of abilities. 
All right, so, oh, wrong page. As the only owner of an R8 JML with only two Zetas, um, rank the order of importance for his Zetas, uh, because I'm getting one more before Locke and need to apply the right one. Um, all right, so just for your um, clarification, let's see. The basic is much less important. Uh, and Baka with the gift sub to, uh, uh, I guess, according to him, a night sister. <laughs> Thank you, Meowbaka. Uh, <laughs> awesome. My sister's in chat, guys. It's fun. Uh, all right. So the basic is not important uh, because I, all it does is this will critically hit if able and can't be countered, which is great. Like, I mean, you should you should apply the basic, but I'd put that probably fifth on the list with the lead. The lead I'd probably put sixth on the list because in arena you're not using the lead, right? That uh, seems to make sense to me. Sure. Uh, so to be clear, all six are really good, but then right. if you have to make the decision. Yeah, I always think if you have the Galactic Legend, you need to apply the Galactic Legend yeah. data. Like that, that is high up on the list. Um, because it increases their stats so much. Um, then Jedi Legacy, which is his other unique, is what gives him Jedi Legacy, which is 100% mastery and ignore taunt during your turn. Like, that's a huge, huge Zeta. Uh, so I think that is a top three Zeta. And then I'd probably say Eflux is... The, the third highest Zeta um, because that ability is just so important at the start. It is. I don't know what the Zeta does, but I'm going to, I'm going to just defer to you solo. <laughs> I'm, we, you and I just typically have a pretty similar evaluation yeah. of these things. So the Zeta is deal 10% more damage, remove an additional 5% turn meter for each ally with Jedi lessons and all Jedi allies gain 15% turn meter and crit hit immunity for a turn. So that's kind of a big deal because <laughs> um, that's, I mean, that's how you start. That's how you start the match a every time. I've never heard anyone say, oh yeah, yeah, don't open with Eflux. Uh, the only exception is if you're facing Darth Revan and how often are you going to face Darth Revan with Jedi Master Luke? Um, yeah, typically. Yeah, you're right. Darth Revan does want a, a different starting, but yeah, Eflux is almost universally good. I guess the only other time is if you're using Jedi Luke as lead, you usually want to start with the Jedi Rise or whatever it's called. The the leadership ability for Jedi Knight Revan. Or, sorry, did I say Revan? I meant Luke. If you use Jedi yeah. Knight Luke as lead, then he gives oh, the yeah. leadership ability. The heroes and Arise. Yeah. Heroes Arise, there you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that would be the order that I would give it at least. Um, so Eflux would be next. And then uh, the other ability that reduces the cooldowns, they grow beyond, I think would be fourth with then the basic fifth and the lead sixth. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. Uh, so with that said, that those were all of our podcast questions for the week. 
that brings us to our alts. And you, the masochist, with two alts. So how did Zareth alt do this week? Uh, Zareth alt went undefeated. The, the first one was an auto-deploy, so destroyed that guy's face. <laughs> The next one, the guy actually placed a really strong defense, couldn't clear a single zone, and I cleared him pretty efficiently. And then, or not me, gosh, now I'm always mixing these things up. Maybe he cleared my bottom zone and then got stuck on Ewoks or something. But that, that also happened in my last match, so that maybe that's <laughs> what happened. I, I'm, I'm having trouble keeping them all straight, but the, the end result was... I my alt didn't face anyone who was who was that particularly difficult. I guess um, I don't know. No no slights on them. I don't think I failed any attacks this this week with my alt though. So yeah. so that was good. I think the closest I came to a fail was I had my two gear one bad batch characters piggybacking on a general <laughs> Skywalker team and. I, I faced a bounty hunter team and I thought that I was maybe going to be able to just one shot with, with Skywalker, but clearly that was false and I didn't one shot. And then Boba came up and just uh, dunked on the two hapless bad batch characters. And so I dropped a bunch of banners, but otherwise, otherwise we got it, but I got all the feats still theoretically in the running for top 10, though I think my banners are just a little too low every time to be seriously contending for that this time. Yeah, which is a shame, but at least you'll have the top 20 run. That's Maybe. It's no slouch. Uh, uh, well, and now I'm going to be moved up to, what, Division 5 or 4, something like that, so quote unquote, maybe I'll up. be able to... Maybe I'll be able to to make some waves there again. We'll see. Uh, what about you, Solo? How'd you do on your alt? Uh, so my alt went two and one because I made the horrible mistake of putting big characters in the second slot. And so for those of you that don't know, uh, slots two and four, when you're applying, you know, when you're setting up your team in the squad select screen, those are the two slots that are going to be closest to you on the screen. And then three and five are on the left or, you know, the far side of the leader. So you always want the small characters in the front, the big characters in the back, and it's much easier to click any of them. I made the stupid mistake of being putting the big character in slot two. So right next to Darth Vader. And so I went, or yeah, Darth Vader. So I went to Vader, a Darth Revan, um and put weapons tech on the big character that was standing in front of Darth Vader. And so I had to go into Merciless without weapons tech. This is apparently a theme of my week now that I think about it. And uh, it did not work. So I had to two shot his DR and then I lost by two. So I had a loss and I lost by two, which means I was 18 banners better than him, if not for that loss. And that's so, so frustrating. Um, the second round, uh, my opponent lost a lot. Like he got the full clear, but he scored 1981. So he, he even beat your, you know, your other opponent where that you beat by 130. He, he even made him look good. Um, and then, oh uh, yeah, geez, nineteen. Anything in the nineteens is not good, right. guys. Don't don't try to pretend like it's good. 
so, <laughs> but so here's the problem. I almost lost. And I I averaged 60.5 banners on the ground teams in that in that round. Then I got to fleet and I took, you know, I have negotiator on defense. So I took rebels against his negotiator. It was just a standard, you know, Rex, uh, Anakin, Y-Wing comp. I kill him all the time with rebels and Falcon just decided not to assist. Like he did not assist once, uh, which means I didn't get Anakin into the yellow, which means they opened up with the days and I lost. So then I brought in my malevolence team um, and Hey, the vulture droids did not assist. Luckily I was able to get the team down to just Ahsoka and Plo left uh, with malevolence. Malevolence had some sustaining power there. And so I'm now two fleets in, uh, and so I had to kill, and I had to conserve, or so I went to kill his other fleet, uh, and it did not go well, um, because he had his rebel fleet on defense, and my finalizer on my alt just is not up to stuff. Uh, my, uh, my special forces tie pilot is still seven star, so the plan before the Falcon not uh, assisting was, you know, Rebels the negotiator and then Malevolence the Rebels. And I couldn't do that. So I took a bad finalizer into the Rebels and lost. And so I had to clean that up with Radis, which left me Tarkin, IG-2000, Ghost, and Maul to kill Plo and Ahsoka. And it came so close to losing. And I mean so close to not clearing Ahsoka. And thankfully I got the clear. Uh, I I had three fights on the negotiator, two fights on the rebels and just, I mean, squeaked, squeaked through that fleet zone. And then round three, my opponent couldn't clear the board. So I, I easily won that, but my God, I was so panicked because I was sitting there making fun of this guy for being so horrible and then I was going to not clear. And I was so panicked going into that last fleet fight. <laughs> no kidding, man. Uh, and that's, uh, we need more ships, frankly, if we're going to have two fleets in the zone. Yes. I, I'm fine with having two fleets in the zone, but I would love to have more ships. Though, of course, eventually, if they add enough, they might just end up <laughs> making us making us do three fleet zones or three fleets in the zone. Right. That'll be fun. And that's why... I, say whenever somebody brings up three fleets in the zone like you just can't you you just no you, you right now you can't i would have no problem with it if we had 20 more ships but right now yep. one loss and you wouldn't be able to clear three fleets in a zone um yep 100 percent there agreed uh but so that brings us to uh the alt that did remember to sign up this week for Grand Arena, um, yeah. how did how did Prevail Man do? Did he prevail? He did. Uh, the first two matches, the guys were just auto deploy, as you might expect from Guy and Carbonite. And then it got interesting because my final opponent, I forgot to check if he was going to auto deploy or not. <laughs> and so he he had actually was trying this time, and 
So I just let it let mine carry over, and I had a ton of Gear One Level One teams just on the board. Actually, yeah. people on the stream were like, "Really? You place Gear One characters? What, <laughs> what's all this about your defense?" And I, of course, of course, that's not how I want to do things. I, even though I'm placing pretty weak teams on that account, so not not Gear One Level One for sure. But I wanted, if I think they're going to auto deploy, then I'll just I'll do that. Uh, but I did the one saving grace I had was I placed a strong fleet. Uh, you always you always need two guys, even if you're going to, even if you are going to risk everything. You think that your opponent is just going to do the exact same thing as always. You still have a plan. You have some recourse to being able to actually beat your opponent. And so, in this case, Prevail Man's real strength is his fleet. That that's the strongest thing. I have two decent fleets. I have Tie Bomber. At, I think he's it's either seven stars or six stars at this point. And a good, you know, Vader is on the team. TIE Fighter Pilot is just annoying because he's fast. And if he dodges, then all the RNG goes away or goes sideways. And so you put that fleet down. I put that fleet down. And well, my opponent actually did try. He attacked. He cleared me. He failed once on Ewoks, which I found enormously <laughs> amusing because it's universal. People just disrespect Ewoks to their own to their own demise so I was able to actually full clear him and he couldn't clear my fleets so I actually beat him and I just have to imagine that when he went to claim his prize he's probably like man that was cool I won the finals that, that was sweet because he probably assumed with all those gear one teams that I wasn't going to attack right and, and so when I went and full cleared him and made it so that even if he used an APK to beat my fleet at the end uh, he wouldn't have been able to win. Uh, it must have been kind of annoying to to be like, wait, what? I lost? But it's okay. He'll be yeah. okay. I'm sure. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll be, uh, I'm sure he'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. I can't make, that is a development though. I can't make Kyber on that account now. It's mathematically impossible. That is a shame. So ends my perfect Kyber streak. Never, never had any account that didn't make Kyber. And now I do. Now my prevail man will prevail in erodium only <laughs> for a season. Well, now you're just taking a tour of the tags because you have trapped in carbonite by pure chance on that one. That's true. Um, so now I have to get Kyber. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's time to get chromium and bronzium is what you're saying. I mean, I wouldn't. But in theory, you should. <laughs> there, yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's that was my week. I we ended up going okay, and then, yeah, that that's it. Uh, prevail, man, prevailed well enough. Yes, we're, we're going to be in in Bronzium now, so that'll be an adventure next week. <laughs> didn't yes, didn't quite yes, make early didn't quite make Chromium, so uh -huh. yeah. Um, and I guess the last the last segment. Let's see. Yeah, are we ready for the last segment? I guess yeah. you're normally the one who transitions. I apologize. Oh. <laughs> for, I'm just usurping you here solo. We uh, we are ready for the last segment, and it is what have you done this week to improve your roster? Uh, I haven't. I haven't done that much. I got Echo up to gear eleven, which actually all the bad bats are now gear eleven. I think they're maxed out on everything. And then I've been light whaling on Hunter. He's at six stars. He won't get to seven before GAC lock, unfortunately. But he'll once we get the guild or the the weekly store refreshed, he will 
immediately be seven stars. And then I think I'll have the right gear to be able to get him to 13 right away. I don't know what relics I want to put up, put them on. Maybe just, maybe just throw five on them just in anticipation of that team being awesome. But uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be light whaling on all of them, I believe. So I have, I'll have them earlier than most, which will be nice. Yeah. Um, what about you solo? I am doing much the same for, for uh, Hunter. Uh, I am gearing up Bad Batch. I have two of them at gear 11 now. Then I have one at nine and one at eight. And actually, Hunter is ready to go gear 12 the second he hits seven star. Um, and Tech is almost ready as well, though Tech is not close to seven star at all. Um, so I have worked on them, and then I got Imperial Probe Droid to G13. And I'm kind of, I wanted to get it done before the next Kenobi requirements come out because when we hit the expanded uh, roster size, or not roster, expanded divisions, etc., we just might need Probe Droid, you know, the old Palp Probe Droid uh, cheese where Palp drains some of his health and then Probe Droid immediately kills something. We may just need that um so i wanted to get him geared up because he was gear seven and so just in case i need to explode somebody when the depths of our roster have been tested i i I am able to do that so that was that was my week of improving the roster all right yeah ipd man i'm i'm jealous he's been on my list for a little bit now because once we go to 5v5 and need need all of our uh, basic uh, counters, IPD is going to be really strong with Vader to counter Ray in some circumstances. So, uh, yeah, really want him. But, but yeah. Yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> um, all right. That, that's it. That's the podcast. Um, Sweet. Done a tiny bit early. Uh, it's, yes, thank God, uh, because I have remodding to do tonight. Uh, oh, me too. So, real quick, let's pimp our stuff. Guys, I can be found on Twitch at Solobase15. That's S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5. Uh, both Zareth and I stream from our personal pages on Monday, no, Sunday, and Wednesdays. Uh, and Zareth does more in between. I do not, because... Well, I need nights off. Um, Zareth can be found at Zareth Prevails. That is X-A-E-R-E-T-H underscore P-R-E-V-A-I-L-S. For YouTube, Zareth is just Zareth. It is X-A-E-R-E-T-H. I am just SoloBase15. That's S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5. You can find our Discord server in the description down below. Join it and have fun. It is a Grand Arena focused Discord server, but we kind of talk about everything tonight. Um, or tonight, kind of talk about everything in there as well. And then uh, we have a counter sheet that is now shared with other Gambit Alliance members. So it shows you the entire team that we faced, the entire team we uh, used to beat said team. And then it links to a video so you can actually watch the counter and know how the counter works rather than it just being an infographic and you have to guess how it works. So very useful. 
with that said, guys, um, yeah, have a good night. Yeah, guys, don't be a dick. <laughs> and remember that evil sucks.